Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brownie Points. I'm Dan. I'm Nick. And this is the podcast where a guy with a film degree. And a guy who knows how to work a DVD player. Talk to you about movies. This week, our first review is... <laughs> yes, Someone's driving, it... like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> it is the reboot, reimagining, whatever you want to call it, of Mortal Kombat. That re- <laughs> that review coming up now on this episode of Brownie Points. Hello, welcome to our first review of the week, guys. Like I said, it is Mortal Kombat. It debuted this weekend on HBO Max and in theaters. Uh, if you felt so safe to go out to a theater, uh. I did not because, literally just because of scheduling, I did not go to a theater to see this. Um, So it was much easier for me to see it at home. So thank you, HBO Max, for that. Um. (laughs) See what I mean? Do you see what I was getting at on all my rants of, you know what? Sometimes if I'm willing to sacrifice seeing it on a gigantic theater in the best sound system I could possibly think of just for my pretty good TV and my pretty good sound system just to save the convenience of seeing a movie, don't you get what I was getting at for literally a freaking year when we were having these debates do you get me now if this could be the no if if this could be the norm where it's just a part of the subscription and up for free for a month or two weeks yes do i want to pay per pop every time while i'm already paying for amc a list no (laughs) but do you get what i'm getting at dan oh totally it very much paid off it very much paid off this time especially because my theater uh we could not be recording right now if I saw it at my theater because the showtimes were not working with my schedule today. So, <laughs> yeah, man, that that theater's so strange. This theater, just... I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not gonna say who it is, but this theater kind of sucks. <laughs> well, okay, so you talked about it when you moved after what happened. Uh, no one died. Everyone, calm down. But like, we could say you we were could say that about d- like oh. <laughs> We could say the D word. I don't care. I did a whole testimonial about what happened. Remember? Okay. Okay. Just yeah. after you <laughs> after you got divorced, you move and you moved back. You were talking to me about uh, that theater when it was opening back up, and you were like, "It is so weird." Because like where I live, it's funny because it's almost the exact opposite of what we were experiencing when you were in New York and I was in Lafayette, and it's like, yeah, I'm getting really limited releases, and my show times are kind of weird, and then. Now I live where I live and it's like, yeah, I pretty much, if I want to go to the theater, I can see pretty much any movie that's coming out. And then you, on the other hand, you're like these, the there's days it's not open. The showing times suck. And there's like, there's just times where it's not possible to go see a movie. And it's, so now do you get what I was going through? Oh yeah. It just took a global pandemic. Um, but it's funny because this theater is so restricted, but like still in the Midwest in my Cincinnati theater, when they open back up after I moved, it's every single day and in a 20-room theater, like, they were cool. And all my theaters in New York, it's, that all my go-tos are open every day. Like, they were closed for literally a year, but now they're open every day. It's, it's almost like this theater chain, which I think we've said who it is, but you said you didn't want to drag this theater through the water. But it's almost like this theater chain looked we at this one. We can say it's an went, AMC. <laughs> okay, it's almost like AMC looked at this theater and went, you know what? This one's not worth just having open and slower, so we'll just only have it open for peak movies at peak times. Any other time, we're going to have it closed. 
Oh, it's all it's all financial reasons. It's not health reasons. It is financial reasons. <laughs> yeah. If it if it was a health reason, like I mean, it's not a health reason. There's plenty of AMCs that are open every day. This specific area I'm at, this specific AMC is just like, you know, we're it's fine it's financially not worth it to be open Monday yeah. through Thursday. <laughs> it's financially not worth it to have to pay employees to stand around at a time where we're already pissing money. Yeah, when five people show up per showing. Yeah. So yeah. in this regard, listeners finally getting to the movie. Uh, I did watch Mortal Kombat. I finished it uh, not too long ago, but uh, it's so it's still relatively fresh in my mind. But what if I told you right now I didn't watch Mortal Kombat? Oh, I'd be so mad. <laughs> pull, a, I'd be, pull a Morgan, pull a Morgan and be like, I didn't watch it. I, I've seen this so many times. I've got it memorized. And you're like, it came out today. Yeah, it came out literally 16 hours ago. <laughs> seen, it, seen it 47 times. <laughs> worst star wars ever i will only see it four more times today <laughs> uh but yeah this is a uh, listeners this is the first time we're having this quick a turnaround uh in a while like in the 16 months that we've seen movies we are at home exclusively i think we've only done this like three times maybe yeah. if that <laughs> but uh because yeah, it's funny because anyway. we were we were talking about the schedule because I was uh I couldn't watch it until I was off work and I was like, dude, we're gonna have to watch it and then immediately turn around and record it because none of the rest of the days of the weekend work. Oh yeah, I'm busy one day, you're busy the other day. It's yeah. so it's what it's what it is, guys. Um, uh, we have seen it and uh, to get the creatives out of the way, this film was directed by Simon McCoy, and believe it or not, this is his first directed movie uh he had uh literally no other credits on imdb up to this point he directed a short called the nighttime economy don't know on earth that is but his literal first major credits at all are this movie as a producer and a director so that's pretty impressive honestly this being your first movie ever um but uh in terms of the writers the screenplay was written by greg russo and dave callahan uh yeah, or har I I don't know. I can't read that text very well. <laughs> but it was based on a story written by Oren Uzel and Greg Russo, based on the video game created Oozel. by <laughs> And of course it's based on the video game that's credited to Ed Boone and John Tobias as the creators. Uh the stars. It's got Lewis Tan, Jessica Mick uh McName. McNamey? I don't know how to pronounce your last name. McNamee. Ma- sure, McNamee. I I don't know. <laughs> Uh, it also has uh, Josh Lawson, Joe Talsman, and a lot, a lot of other people. Um, and that kind of rounds out the creatives of this movie. So, hot takes. What do I think of this movie? I think it's okay. It's okay. It The, 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 the quickest way I could explain my thoughts on this movie is it kind of, it kind of overdoes the get to the good stuff. It's kind of like, I texted you before we started taping, it's like the opposite of 2014 Godzilla, where that Godzilla was way too slow, way too much talking, and not enough Godzilla. This movie is breakneck speed. It's literally just action, 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 and only literally one moment of the movie is when people are actually relaxing and talking about exposition, because even if they are talking about exposition outside of this one specific scene, the exposition is so damn fast. And I'm going to sound a little hypocritical in saying that, like, it delivers on the action, 
and the action is really, really good. The CGI is mostly good, maybe 7 out of 10 on the CGI quality, but oh my god, like, you overdid it a little bit, guys. Like, you need to have a little bit of fat. This movie is all steak, no fat, and that's kind of a problem in itself, where you gotta meet it in the middle. Don't be Godzilla, and don't fat be this movie. Fat provides juice for your meat. It's called marbling. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's this a movie little... needs some marbling. It's not, it's not that the, again, it's not that the action is bad. It's just like, Jesus Christ, it's too much. Like, we need a little bit of story to go along with this. So, I, I'm of two minds with this movie. I definitely want a sequel, and I definitely don't dislike this movie, but it's a problem in the opposite direction that I see in most action movies, where, like, it can be, get bogged down with too much story, too much lore, too much bad acting with characters we don't like. Because I like the characters in this movie. I just didn't get to know them. And I, you know... I think, also, this is just nothing really... I mean, take this from what you would. I saw that this movie was exactly a, an hour and 50 minutes on the dot. Like, hour 50 zero, zero. I kind of feel like some Warner Brother executive said, if this is a second over an hour and 50 minutes, you are never going to make a movie again. <laughs> oh, God. Which would explain why this movie moves so damn fast, because it feels like this was hacked from a two and a half or two hour 15 minute movie, just with how the pace goes. So... I mean, that's just my two cents on it. Overall, I still give this, like, right in the middle. On our rating scale, a contender for one of the best films that we've seen on the show, if not the year, is a movie so good. You are a brownie pan, covered in icing, sprinkles, and all the fixings on top of it. Pretty good movie overall is a full pan of brownies. So-so 50-50 is a half pan of brownies. That's where I'm going to land with Mortal Kombat. It's a it's a half pan, uh, especially if you have HBO Max. Uh, go ahead and just give it a shot. I mean, it, it's free until May 26th, I think. Um, but then, yeah, single hey, brownie. It's either the 26th or the 23rd. Yeah, um, Single Brownie, though, is a pretty bad movie with one or two good things going for it, and then a contender from one of the worst films of the year, if not for the show history. You are a movie so bad, you are not even a brownie, you are a cookie full of raisins. Like I said, I'm a half pan on this. I have a lot of things I like about it, a lot of things I don't like about it, but I still, like, like you texted me, do I want a sequel from this? Yeah, I want a sequel from this, but, like, they definitely got a couple things to work on that didn't work in this movie to make the next one better like if that makes sense yeah that was actually my deciding factor for my rating i give this a half pan as well and i was between a single brownie and a half pan and the deciding factor was would i want a sequel to it and i'm not dying to get a sequel but I, i'm not like basically i was like i would be happy getting a sequel to this basically so i'll give this a half pan um i like the action i think it does it very well who cares about the story is how this movie feels. It's funny saying what we said about Kong versus Godzilla, where it's like, why do you need character development? Why do you need character development? Blah, 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 blah. Just get to the action. And it's funny in this movie where it's the opposite, but the reason it doesn't matter in Kong versus Godzilla, big monkey, giant lizard. They don't have human emotions. And then in this movie, it's like, who is everybody? Well, they're all people. Um, they, so, they they are in the movie just enough to make the plot move. Like, outside of that, it really was obvious they were trying to just erase them from the movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, this movie starts off hot, and it kind of tapers for me. Um, I think the CGI is worse than you do, but I'm not going to harp it super bad. Like, the, the blood at times looks kind of digital. Uh, I remember actually having a discussion with you about the guy's robot arms. <laughs> And then at a certain yeah. point, 
at a certain point, this might be a spoiler. I don't consider uh, they changed slightly and then they looked way better. Um, but yeah, it's, it's worth it. Um, it's far from a perfect movie and I, I don't know. So, okay. We're both half pan. We're going into spoiler territory just because I don't know if the next thing I'm going to say has spoilers in it. So just to tread carefully, we'll move to spoilers. So one of these movies, I don't, uh, in ter- or one of these games, like a, like a fighting game, um, I think is always going to be one of the hardest things to make into a movie. And the reason being is I, my experience with fighting games is I had Tekken when I was younger, a couple of different Tekkens. Oh yeah. yeah uh, I, remember I played, played soul Calibur at a friend's house a bunch of times and, um, Super Smash Brothers. So I didn't have Mortal Kombat, but I I've got some experience in the games. I didn't love them. I thought they were okay. I I own Mortal Kombat X, but I've never played the narrative mode, and that's the most exposure I've had to this uh, franchise or brand or whatever either. So I, neither of us are Mortal Kombat experts. <laughs> but that's what I'm getting at is pretty much all these fighting games have a narrative mode, where there is a million characters, and they're like, we got to have some story for them. Okay. There's a lot of characters that you got to have story development for. So the story development is very short and thin for all of them. I get their sequels, but what I'm saying is you don't get a ton of development. You just, you get small spurts of development for each character because there's so many of them. So it's yeah. hard to put that into a narrative movie because really people want to see a live action movie of the violence and then sprinkle in the backstory. That's really hard to make a really good movie of. And I don't know if one of these will ever do that. Uh, my proposal to you was, what if they did this as a um, uh, as a miniseries? Mm-hmm. I think that would work better because you could break it up and then the, the season finale is all the people you've seen together come together and fight in this yeah, final episode. You um, could definitely You could definitely space all this out better to like make a violent episode, make a lore episode, make a blend Cause, of the episode. Cause I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to crap again. We're not mortal Kombat The game experts. I'm not trying to crap on anything, uh, in the game, but what I'm willing to say is I don't know how truthful or faithful any of these backstories to any of these characters are, but, um, none of them in the movie really feel like they should be much longer than they really are. Maybe Kano's just because I feel like we got to know like the least about Kano um, other than just, he's a sarcastic jerk, but I, I don't, I don't see a reason to dedicate a ton of time to these people. I feel like uh, you can tell the story through the violence, but again, these games aren't you don't play them for the story like Batman arc, the Arkham series. There's a tremendous story there. Um, the uncharted series, tremendous story there. The dead rising games. There's a pretty good story in most of them. Um, just, I can think of a bunch of games that are story driven and you're, and this is the third movie of mortal Kombat, which is a video game series that is not about the story for most people it's about the combat and the times you had and the fun times you had playing it with your friends you can't develop a story in that very well and if you do you're not staying true to what the heart of the game was really so 
I don't know. Like Monty, I saw posted something about we'll never get a uh, a good Mortal Kombat movie. I don't know if it's possible because of how the game is made. You, it is so hard to make a good story around it. It might be impossible. I don't know. I I and, saw... and, and also I want to clarify too. I'm not crapping on the lore of the game. What I'm saying is. The reason the story lasts as long as it does is because of all the characters in it. In movies, you can't have that many characters because you have to know who you're rooting for and where you're drawing from. You have to have a center character to root for. And by by putting all these characters in this one movie, like I, I actually have a note. I was like, Jesus Christ, we meet another person every seven minutes for the first hour of this movie. Yeah. So... I, I, I find it that the structure of the way the game is is not going to translate to a movie well strictly because it's not a story-driven thing. It's the violence and the visuals and the gore. Yeah, I I did watch one other YouTuber's thoughts on this because I wanted to gauge where other people were on this a little bit before we got into here. And one guy just straight up said... What's the problem with there's a tournament and someone has to win in order for Earth to not get destroyed? And that's it. Why can't we just have a hundred minute yeah. movie that's a tournament? Why do John, we have to John, be... <laughs> to me, honestly, one of the best versions of a Mortal Kombat movie is the John Wick series. It's almost all action the whole time. You can tell a story through action. So, it can be done. It's pretty hard to do. So, there, you have to give it to someone talented. You have to, like, you have to put effort into, yeah, we can tell the story through the violence. We don't need to actually construct a story. And that's the weakest part of this movie is the thing that you expect to be the weakest part is the characters and the story. Dude, just get get to the punching. Like, I actually remember the opening fight I started noticing the lulls in between the fights. I just was not paying attention. That's actually an interesting point because what John Wick did was not involve a damn thing about the lore. You knew there was lore there because somebody kept saying, not this is the way, but like, oh, remember uh, remember this. He killed, and- he killed three men with a pencil is all we got. All yeah, got it's too the most badass character in recent movies. It's it was all just implied that something in the background he knew that we didn't know as the audience yet. And then in John Wick 2 and 3, that's when the lore started coming out more. Here in Mortal Kombat, again, it's still at a breakneck pace, but it does come out, but it's like it's done with it, it's it's not too much, but it's also kind of it also is kind of too much at the same time, like, because it doesn't really matter. Like, it doesn't feel like it really is adding, like, that much to it. And it doesn't make the characters better or worse. It doesn't make the story any better. I won't, again, I won't say it's worse, but, like, it's try, it's trying too hard to try to have its cake and eat it, too. Like, clearly the point of this movie was, like, the action. So then when, like, yeah. Lord does come in, they kind of underdeliver the impact of, like, what the lore is supposed well, to have. And the, and the important thing to know here is we're not necessarily complaining that the thing that obviously was going to be the worst part of this movie is the worst part of this movie, which is the story and characters. 
And we're not saying that the worst part of the movie is the thing that obviously was going to be the worst part. What we're saying is, is the movie forces the story the way it does. And it's like, just, just have him kicking. Like, I don't need the story. I don't need the fighter that's trying to prove himself again. And the people that have known about this for a long time and they're researching something and they drag him in. And then the one guy that they've got captured when they were trying to figure this stuff out and then they all end up going to this uh to this one temple and dude i don't need any of that it literally can be as simple as you've been selected for to participate in mortal Kombat and have like one of the mystical guys just have okay have it be the bad mystical guy and the good mystical guy right the guy the guy the guy who sucks the guy's soul out and it's the bad guy, and then the one guy who's got those eyes that look more natural than the butler's eyes in that movie where Josh Gad eats dirt. Um, oh, <laughs> Artemis Fowl. <laughs> yeah, his. So, so okay. Then have have them in the beginning of the movie be like, "We will participate in mortal in Mortal Combat, and we will get the fighters that we want." Right, and then they just like pick dudes. Okay. That's, that's all you need. It's like a five-minute, like, call to arms of, I picked this guy, 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 this guy. Cool. I don't care. Just have him fighting. Yeah. It's... And, it's, and you and then you can funny. progress the story of, like, well, why have we been selected? After, like, the first round, they're like, oh, you will win a great prize. And fight. And then it's like, something seems off. Why would we... Do, why would they pick us just to win a great prize but have us fight to the death? That seems kind of shallow. And fi- like, do something like that, man. Like, your story doesn't need to be the way you made it for this movie. It really doesn't. No, but they do this all the time. This is how studio movies make the st- make movies like this. And it's kind of tiresome to have all this build up and build up. But it's like the way that you just described. It's still like I can't get it out of my head. Just how distractingly paced this movie is because all everything that you're just saying is in this is just funny because it felt like I was watching the movie on fast forward even oh, though dude. I wasn't watching it on fast forward <laughs> the the movie the movie where um not the movie the part where uh sub-zero starts attacking the guy uh after the boxing kickboxing match and he um like he gets to the SUV and he drives away and then he gets to get, by the way, Gary, Indiana. I thought that was hilarious. Like I, my note was like Gary, Indiana, that hellhole. Um, that was the most, uh, that was the most intense line delivery to the, you have to go to Gary, Indiana. <laughs> and then, and I, then he's out inside of the car for 13 seconds. I was like, he's been out of the car 13 seconds. And he hasn't been shot or robbed. I find this hard to believe. And then he gets kicked in the shin and I was like, you know what? Yeah. Um, <laughs> And if you're from Gary and you take offense to that, make your city better. Um, but, uh, <laughs> like, from the time that he gets there to the time they have that fight with the lizard, that really drags. Like, Because she vomits so much exposition at him. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. It like, was like in, it was like movie, in Team America when the guy such... throws up. This guy has such insane, or this movie has such insane exposition dumps. Like, the beginning of the movie, the first seven minutes that when we recorded Brandy Bites earlier today, I said I didn't watch because I knew we were going to be watching it later this week. 
when that's a dude that I thought that told a story very well through an action set piece. And then you also have just, I know him cause we were on a tour and then we were checking down this one guy and this one guy had supernatural powers and then he killed him. He got and he got this mark. I don't have this mark. So, uh, we've just been researching this and we found you because you have this mark and blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden Kano just starts talking and he's like, you have a guy in here. It's like, you have a guy in here. Really? Like I agree with him. And oh, just, it was, yeah, that whole sequence was like getting whiplash. It is so much just like, and here's a plot point, plot point, plot point, plot point, plot point, plot point, plot point. It's like, good God. Oh, and there was no natural, like, uh, A causes B and B causes C. It was just like, all right, now we're going to do exposition, and now here's more action, and then more exposition, more action, more. There was there was no natural transition from sequence to sequence. It was like watching a previously on Mortal Kombat Season 1. It literally feels like they get through uh, sections of it, right? It feels like they get through sections to, like, survive fights to then vomit out or just get to the conversation to figure out more stuff. Like, it literally feels like they're like, what do you mean that it's this? Oh, my God, there's a lizard guy for five minutes. And they're like, all right, we're done. Yeah. So you got to tell me more about this. It's like, oh, my (laughs) God. Dude, the you're most just ag- interrupting conversations with fantastic action, but you're just and gore, but you're just interrupting conversations. Dude, they almost didn't even have a full conversation. The most egregious offense uh, to this, what we're talking about, is before the final sequence starts, and um, whatever the main character's name is, he's explaining how they should attack where the outer world people are, and they're lining up. So, like, while he's talking, so the second he says, and that's how we'll win, not even a millisecond goes by and the first punch is thrown. I was like, holy yeah. crap. <laughs> because, I don't, like, I looked up at that scene and I was like, why are they even going there? And then it's just like, all right, we fight them and we're good. I was like, I, why are they at those places? Yeah, it's just like, this is happening. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. It's just that's like, hey, was... we, needed a new, we needed a new backdrop. Okay. The other thing, too, this main character, again, I don't know anything really about the games oh he's not in the games oh he's not in the games yeah that was a big thing in one of the reviews i watched before he started taping is that cole is not in the games (laughs) interesting okay so they made all of him up for this movie (laughs) so they take down the four he takes down the forearm guy right but he gets help from his wife and his his daughter okay he kills that guy he does and then he takes down sub-zero in another tag team fight right by yeah. himself, he does nothing. He just gets beat up by himself over and over again. He doesn't he doesn't even get to have like the big hero moment. Like it felt like he was supposed to have more of a revelation or more of a like finding himself moment. Like he like, finds out he can Scorp- turn into okay. golden armor, and that's kind of it. When Scorpion takes him down, right? By the way, his armor, I said it was like a game of Simon, he just gets hit and it lights up. Um but, oh, uh, it looks so fake, too. It looks so rubbery. <laughs> yeah. So, when Scorpion kills Sub-Zero, by the way, I love the fact that he breathes fire so much, it just disintegrates the skin around his mouth. I'm like, that's freaking metal. Um, Dude, he this takes mo- off okay, his mask literally seven times. As much as we're complaining about this movie, it will lock at lock in your inner 10-year-old kid, because you'll be like, that's so just brutal and awesome um but it's stupid and yeah like 
so scorpion kills him that way and then he like goes and say goes saves his wife and kids right and then like the one guy comes in at the end the glowy eye guy and he's like impressive and i was like are you really not gonna tell him you didn't do this <laughs> you didn't do, like you kind of beat up sub-zero and you kind of wounded him and then scorpion took over and did everything else like you it's one thing when you have characters prove that they are capable and then they just conveniently for the script can't do anything, right? It's one thing when you have that. Yeah. This guy never proves he's capable of anything. The most we hear and see about him is like newspaper clippings and like, you're the guy that took the belt from so-and-so. He gets his ass kicked when he's by himself the whole movie. And then at the end of the movie, he's like, I'm not fighting for you on on, on last minute notice for 200 bucks anymore. I'm going to go find Johnny Cage, which, by the way, that's my Nicolas Cage pick for the sequel is Nicolas Cage has to be Johnny Cage uh, out in Hollywood. Oh, absolutely. But, yeah. <laughs> but, like, I don't understand the journey this guy took. Like, okay, he kind of tapped into his ancestors and he got that cool armor. He didn't do anything. Like, he didn't really win fights by himself. He won tag team fights. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like, his character arc is so underdelivered and almost completely forgot about. And he's the central character of the movie. And he, we don't get any sense of because we don't get any sense of catharsis for him for anything. We don't get any kind of kind of big victory for him. He just realizes that he has something bigger coming down the pipeline, and the, that's what it is. That's like, what the, the hell army, kind of writing is this? The army major story would have been way more fascinating. Like, Sonya Blade and the Army Major, like, just be like, yeah, let's follow them through this. Way more oh, interesting. Dude, yeah. Sonya Blade like, doesn't even, Sonya Blade doesn't even have that rewarding a story arc either. Like, it was te- it was teeing her up to be, like, uh, proving herself to be one of the boys. And then it's just like, she, oh, she's no, proving she, herself. She, she, she does her, kill her, the guy, but. Her story, her story arc is she's trying to prove that she's worthy of the Mortal Kombat science so she can fight in Mortal Kombat and protect the Earth realm or world or whatever it is. That's her storyline. That's fine. But, like, all the backstory she gives about her and the army major just is so cool. It's like, I would have loved to see them in combat. And then they find out about this mark. And then they start investigating this. Uh, investigating this, And then they, they stumble into stuff that, kind of like they do in this movie, they stumble into something that's over their heads. Yeah. And, you, and instead, you're like, we're going to make it about someone that was never in the, which, uh, that's insane to me is we're going to make it about someone that wasn't even in the games. What? Oh, yeah. They completely made up this guy for the movie, <laughs> which is hilarious. I don't... <laughs> that's something I don't understand. Like, you hear about it with movies that are based on, like, books. You sometimes hear about it with movies that are based on, like, real people where they're like, he's a composite of, like, four people involved in the story, but they just condensed him into one. Or, like, you hear about it based on books and sometimes video games where they're like, yeah, it's a composite of multiple characters or he wasn't in the game. Yeah. If you're getting if you are getting your project greenlit, I I can't understand wh- why your story has to revolve around someone that wasn't even there. Like it was a good enough story to get it greenlit. Why are you pulling in just random guy? Well, that's what that's what they did, and that brings up two movies that one I haven't seen, but I heard was terrible, and then one I have seen that actually d- it didn't really. Oh, actually, that much. to clarify really quick before you get into that, have you seen either of the previous Mortal Kombat movies? No, I've seen videos of people making fun of them though. 
Me either. Actually, I'm exactly the same as you. I've seen people make fun of them. I have virtually no knowledge on them. Back to what you were talking about. Um, yeah, the well, those those movies. I mean, obviously, this is automatically better than those because it's actually rated R. But um, <laughs> um, that's that's what this feels like. Is this feels like? Hey, we're sorry about the two previous ones. We finally have effects that are good enough that we can do what we want. And we're going to, we're going to give you the gore. We can't really give you the other stuff though. Like that's kind of what that, this, it feels like a consolation prize. Eh, kind of. I mean, we'll, we'll, we have to say our favorite kills here in a minute, but um, you just made me think of um, what, like I was saying, one movie that's really good where it made up a character and one movie that's really bad where it made up a character. And the bad one is um, this movie that I'm not saying the director because I actually don't remember if he actually did this or not. I thought I think it's Nolan or Roland Emmerich. I think it is, but I'm not 100 percent sure. But it's uh, about the Stonewall uh, bar in New York where um, a big gay pride movement happened or, or, or a historical movement in the gay pride movement happened in the 60s and where the Stonewall riots. That story is compelling in itself, but. It's centered around somebody that didn't exist. And I heard that movie was terrible. I haven't personally seen it. But a good example well, of this... Well, that's like in, in in Richard Jewell, John Hamm's character was uh, multiple people condensed into one person. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, because Olivia Wilde was real, and obviously Richard was re- real. But, um, oh, that's funny. I, did, I forgot that. Um, yeah. But th- the one I was thinking of that was a good example was... It sounded like you were describing this movie, but just didn't want to say the title. Uh, Patriot's Day. I love Patriots I've ne- Day. Uh, I... Patriots Day. Is that the Mark Wahlberg one? Yeah. I yeah. love that, that movie. That movie did it really well. But it is kind of funny to be like, how the hell is Mark Wahlberg in all these places? Exactly. Like, because, yeah, Mark Wahlberg was the one, listeners, Mark Wahlberg was the one that was a composite of four cops that Mark, were in. Mark Wahlberg the... gets around. He was. <laughs> and his character was really. His character wasn't the center of the movie. That's the thing that I think people were confused about going into it. It was an ensemble movie, and he wasn't the central character. That movie was about, and, like, seven different people, and I think and that kind of masked how bad that was to make Mark Wahlberg a composite character. Well, the, the other thing, too, because of how Mark Wahlberg acts in movies, he's the perfect actor for that role because, basically, he is a physical embodiment of the audience going through trying to figure stuff out because yeah. Mark Wahlberg's acting is constantly trying to figure out, what are you talking about? What's going on? Yeah, but again, like, be- I think because he isn't literally in every second of the movie, like, he's really probably only in about a fifth of the movie. I think that goes in the movie's favor, and I, like I said, I can- yeah. I would give Patriot's Day Sprinkles. I think it's a terrific movie. It's a very good movie. I have not seen that in a long time. But this one, like, just, it's so, it's so weird that they, like, it actually does kind of make me wonder, should I change my rating, the fact that that guy wasn't even in the game, but I need to judge the movie based on the movie, not not yeah. the existing material. Yeah, but, judge the movie. <laughs> but Because he's not a terrible um, character, honestly. I wanted to know all these characters more. Uh, but, okay, so, like, other, other characters in the movie. Uh, Kano. That is the weakest, that was too weakest much of premise him. of a hero-turning villain I've ever seen. Or a good oh, guy was... joining the bad side I've ever seen. Literally, he's like, take what you want, double it, and then triple it, and then double it. And he's like, really? That's all it takes. Oh, yeah. You have been it... told that the guy that this other guy is fighting for is going to destroy the universe. And you're like, can I get like $12 million? 
Oh yeah, I I wrote in my serious? notes. Well, that was I wrote in my notes. Well, that was pretty easy to make him evil. <laughs> I've got okay. So I actually have uh, a note. It took me a while to remember to put it, but uh, 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 to quote the uh, flex seal guy, that's a lot of damage. Um, but <laughs> when he said at the beginning of the movie, when he said, remember this face, I was like, this movie's so brutal. I wouldn't, I was like, you should actually cut his face off and carry it around. So you don't forget it. Um, but something, <laughs> something that this movie does very well that I want to point out is I actually really like the ice effects in this movie. And because of them, I had a couple Mr. Freeze like thought moments. One um, I would actually really, I, I watched it and I think it was at the point where he entered the frozen gym to fight him. I went, we need a live action Mr. Freeze movie because I am convinced you can visually pull it off. Um, and, oh, it's, yeah. and it is such a, a great and tragic story if it was like an origin story movie or whatever. Um, and then my other note was, can you imagine if they just replaced Sub-Zero with Arnold Schwarzenegger, Mr. Freeze? Uh, and he just starts ripping off pun after pun after pun after pun. Well, what to killed? <laughs> what killed the scorpion? The ice age. <laughs> oh my god! Not to not to kill the joke like I do sometimes, but there's a little bit of cultural appropriation that would be problematic in itself. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so something about Sub Zero in this movie that I found strange is how fake his eyes were <laughs> no okay so it, it's it's his, it's his fight it's his death so okay the main character is related to scorpion right yeah it's like they're uh, like scorpion you're like Scorp they're like you're like eight generations down the line or something like that yeah it's like his times eight great grandfather something like that yeah so, okay, so what was confusing? What kind of heads up were we given that Scorpion was alive when he shows back up? Well, he we weren't, and that was what the surprise was, was that I came back from hell to finish this. But he had to be summoned, right? Like, did he do anything to summon him from hell? Or, like, was he just like, no, I'm he, back? He said, I thought I was going to be... Um, buried in the flames of hell but i ended up controlling it and now i am scorpion that's what the explanation was well that's convenient timing for him to get his life figured out um yeah i'm not saying it's good i'm saying that's what it was because <laughs> that was the thing is like like sub-zero loses just out of plot convenience yeah pretty like, much. Here's, here's the thing here's the thing here's the thing scorpion beats the daylights out of him Beats the snot out of this guy. I'm yeah. not saying that he didn't deserve to win the fight. What I'm saying is the lead character in this movie is kind of doing okay. He's not doing great. It's kind of hard to tell who exactly is winning, but he's not running away with the fight, but he's not like the clear loser either. And then just yeah. out of nowhere, Scorpion's like, I'm here. Yeah. The, 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 okay. the the superhero moment to save the day like he came out from fire but like in a superhero movie he would have like crashed through the ceiling and landed on his knee and it would have been the swelling music as he looks up and gives this kubrick glare like <laughs> yeah so you wanted to talk about your favorite kill of the movie what was your favorite kill of the movie 
I, there was a, there was quite a few, well, I mean, my jaw did drop for pretty much all of, like, the, the, the finishing moves in this movie, because, I that, mean, again. Okay, that is, that is something, again, something we need to point out. As much as we have crapped on this movie for this whole review, the, the fights are really good. The effects are kind of eh, but there's times where they really stand out. Oh, yeah. This is better than, like, Ninja Assassin Blood. Like, the blood in that movie was so fake. At least this one looked better. And every single time someone dies, you are going to go, damn. Like, the weakest kill in this movie, to me, is when she stabs uh, Kano in the eye with the garden gnome. But she still killed a guy by, by driving something through his eyeball and eye socket into his brain and killing him. That's pretty brutal. It was a nice touch, though, to have his not-stabbed eye have a tear stream of blood coming through it. I thought that was a nice touch on the CGI there. Um, Yeah. I think my favorite kill in this is when the four-armed troll got stabbed in the eye, and then when he fell, his innards came out because he got sliced in the gut, too, just because that was so gnarly and just... uh, 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 I gagged a little bit when I saw that because the CGI looked so good on that. My, I've got two... And they're very different. One is a super gory one, and one is just a pretty metal and brutal one. Um, the super gory, the super gory one is uh, what is his name? Chun Li is that his name? The guy with the hat. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, that was Chun Li. And yeah. shocker, me of all people, I'm picking the one that involves a hat. But when my my <laughs> I didn't note, even think of that. <laughs> I, I had a note at one point I had Captain America shield hat because he uses it like Captain America shield for through several parts of it. Oh but, dude, if Captain America did this, <laughs> <laughs> he killed, he killed a foreign national. Um, he didn't do it like blood. this though. <laughs> Two weeks ago. Um, spoiler alert for uh, Captain uh, Falcon and the winter soldier and whatever, but so, Captain Falcon, <laughs> Captain Blood. Um, but no, so, when he sets the hat on the ground and uses it as a buzzsaw and then, like, pushes the person through it and it cuts him in half, the time I have played Mortal Kombat a couple times, but I've oh, seen yeah. much more videos of it. That's yeah. my favorite fatality, probably. Maybe the spine being ripped out of a guy might be my all-time favorite, but, like, I really like just the fact that, like, he used his hat as a saw and he sawed this person in half. Like, that is so cool. I that, really like that, that one. Was, that was gnarly. That was almost my number one. <laughs> But if that is not my number one, my other one is when Scorpion kills Ice Age by breathing fire and it is so hot and he breathes so much fire that it destroys his actual mouth. Yeah. That was such cool imagery. I was like, bring back Ghost Rider so this can be done multiple times in a movie. I did kind of like also, um, it's not a particularly gory one, but I remember this vividly in the games. When uh, the girl with the mouth got shot through the stomach, but her spine stayed intact. Yeah, that was. I cool. thought that was. I thought that was nice detail on that one because usually when you see that, you see just a hole, but this one left the and, spine in there. I was just like, and, oh, that's so gross. And and again, to point it out, that is someone the main character was fighting, and then he gets saved while getting his ass kicked by this girl, by Sonya Blade. It's like. Can you not take one person on by yourself, dude, besides forearm guy? Yeah. And then but then that's where her story ends too. Like literally she's not in the movie after that. Oh yeah, I got these from uh what's his face. And then that's it. She's yeah. basically not in the movie again. <laughs> well, okay, so the other thing too, um talking about uh 
people with arms. The four the four armed guy, uh, kind of you know he's not very much, and I don't know much about his character, but the guy with the robot arms was so distracting to me through most of the, the time he's on screen or a big chunk of the time he's on screen because I pointed it out to you. His baby robot arms look terrible CGI. They bothered you way more than me. Like, I didn't think the baby arms looked that bad. They looked awful to me. So <laughs> to talk about to talk about the setup, since we both watch this at home, we always talk about, like, when we watch new releases, did I watch it on my 4K TV or did I watch it with the nice sound system? Okay. I actually was much more interested in the sound design of this movie because I wanted to hear the gore better than I would downstairs. I wanted to, like, hear the whooshing around of the fighting and all this stuff. So oh, I was like, I want it with my sound system. I want it with my sound system that throws sound around. I don't want it on my sound bar. Like, I'm fine gotcha. seeing this in regular regular HD if I can get better sound than I would downstairs. Interesting. So, okay. So I watched this upstairs. So I, I didn't have it in 4K, and I'm kind of glad I didn't because I feel like the bad CGI would have stuck out. But, dude, his robot arms, when they're the baby arms, first of all, they don't look portioned right. Like, they <laughs> look like they, they, don't, they aren't long enough. Like, they look like he's bending and holding his arms up. And it just, it looked so wildly terrible. And then when they actually fill out his arms, I'm like, he looks perfectly fine. Like, they looked great once they were, like, the big muscular robot arms. That's interesting. I also, also, when Sub-Zero froze his arms and broke them off and then kicked him, I actually made a nose like, I bet he's not dead. I bet he comes back with robot arms or something later. Not knowing that that guy was that there was a character in this movie with robot arms. I was like, I bet it comes back later with robot arms or some something. I thought I like, I must've forgot if he was in the trailer with the robot arms. Cause I thought he died because he smacks. I wrote in my notes. He, he, they try I, to convince you pretty hard that he dies, but like, I don't know. For some reason, I was like, I don't feel like he got like a well justified fight to be killed. Like I, the lizard, the lizard thing in this movie. I remember that being a character from the game that everyone liked because, oh, dude, you're fighting with a lizard. This is cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's on screen for three minutes, and he dies at the end of it. He gets a pretty epic heart getting pulled out, though, because they did manage yeah. to put that in the movie, too. <laughs> Granted, his death, pretty intense. We'll get yeah. into that. The, um, but but that, I, that's well, the thing. is like There's so many things that are disappointing in this movie, but you can tie them to something really cool violently that happens, and you're like, that was cool, but this happened and it kind of sucked, but that was really cool. Like, that's the weird thing about this movie is everything can almost be, every character can almost be tied to something bad, like, that's weak about the movie. But then you're like, yeah, but you remember that action thing involving them that was really cool? So, like, it's so weird. That's exactly why I'm a half pan on this, because it overcorrects the issues I usually have with action movies. Like, I am repeating myself, but it's... The movies that get, like, too bogged down with the story make the action unenjoyable. And then in this one, it doesn't do a good job of having uh, the exposition outweigh just how much violence is in this. So it's like, you can't you, you can't get a best of both worlds with action movies, apparently. Like, you either get well, way too much violence and the exposition sucks, or you get way too much exposition and even, then the action sucks. <laughs> Even the non-supernatural fights are pretty crazy because you have the one where he's fighting in the octagon. Like, I actually thought in the octagon, it's like, oh, he's going to flex. He's going to find out he's got some magical power because he's strained. And that didn't happen. But, like, yeah. dude, that's a regular fist fight. 
There's no magic powers, no weapons. It's just a regular fight. That was a really good fight. Yeah, it was. And all of it's choreographed really well. I mean, we agree. Like, the action itself, like, if you're just in it for the action and don't give a crap about how how literally any other aspect of this movie is, you're going to get you're going to get more than your money's worth. Like when, the, when the cyborg guy, I forgot his name, when he literally like symbol smashes the guy's head and he says, Oh, oh. that was so cool. <laughs> I, I laughed out that loud. One, that was so cool. I laughed out loud when he said, Oh, well these work. And then he just walks off. <laughs> yeah. That made me laugh pretty hard. <laughs> there's, there's sometimes where they work in lingo from the games that is kind of clunky. Like there's times where they're like fatality. Oh, Liu Kang. Or or Kano or like, they're uh, the one. I is hated like, every time they the did one, that. The one the one guy was like, uh, fight, and he said it like the guy's voice. And then there's the one where it's like, finish him, finish it. Like, they work in lingo from the games, and it, I feel like they're trying to get people to Leonardo DiCaprio and be like, hey, 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 and like point. But like, it's so not naturally put in there that it just sticks out to where it's like. I mean, I don't know how much cleaner you can get it put in there, but at the exact same time, that was pretty clunky. I would say Scorpion saying get over here and Kun Lao when he says fight while they're training. Those two I can get over. Like, those weren't that clunky. Like, they were okay. But every other one, like when um, Ryu or whatever his name was, was like... Raiden? Raiden. Yeah, when Raiden was like... perfect kill or perfect fatality whatever yeah, i was just like yeah. i was like dude flawless seriously victory. why did flawless that happen victory. flawless victory is the line you're talking about that one made me almost throw my remote at the tv that was so stupid <laughs> like why yeah, are you like, saying this to yourself out loud <laughs> and i don't remember anything really because like i said i have very limited exposure to the games but from what i remember a flawless victory means that you didn't get hit and you just countered everything and you had like perfect health or whatever it's like, he got hit a couple times. That's not actually a flawless victory. No, and th- 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 it works in the video game because it's a melee game and you have a narrator, like, as, like, I guess the game commentator, but not really what have, it is either. But... No, no, no. You you have God in the game, basically, narrating the fight. Yeah, but in here, it's all brought in as clunky dialogue, except the two times that, like I said, I can get over Every other time I just cringed in my seat. It was just like, okay, you're trying way too hard for this. Like it's, you might as well. It's, it's like if, um, did you ever play the video games SSX tricky? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> okay. So it was a very cartoonish, but very good snowboarding video game that came out right after, like after the Tony Hawk games kind of took off. I, I really liked SSX tricky, but you had to get tricky, and if you did, you had unlimited boost, basically. And every time you landed, a, it's called an Uber move. Every time you landed an Uber move, the narrator guy would go, tricky! Like, he'd say, it's like if they made an SSX movie, had snowboarders doing stuff, land Uber moves, and then they themselves went, tricky! Like, you didn't say that. That was the guy in the sky. The It's, it's funny. I, uh... With my, I was hanging out with uh, my lady friend last night, and we actually watched Scott Pilgrim vs. the World on Netflix. And um, you just reminded me that in that movie, because it's kind of, it's kind of making fun of itself with being a comic book, but also being like a video game comic book, even though it's not based on a video game. Like it's because it's a guy fighting seven X's and going like through a video game to the boss level. It has little moments like that where, like at the start of a fight, you hear a narrator say "fight." 
And in that reality that it establishes that, like, this is a cartoon and a video game and a comic book, like, all mashed into one, so, like, this is that world, and it feels natural in that world. Here it doesn't. It doesn't feel natural at all when anybody says anything from the video games, like, fight or flawless victory. It's just, like, it just feels so out of place in this movie. <laughs> so, to kind of wrap up stuff with video game movies, I, I want to point something out. That I don't know how much exposure you have to it with video games. Um, video game walkthroughs on YouTube. So there's like two I different kinds. There's those. the kind. Okay, so there's there's like two different kinds. There's the kind where it's basically just someone captured the video and audio from the game, and it's just them playing it. Then you have the ones where it's like a stream where you have like a person talking about it or you even see them on screen reacting to it but like they're talking over what's happening oh like a like a twitch stream yeah the one what i'm about to reference is the first one where it's basically just like someone playing the game and they compile it and they play it like a movie i remember at some point during the pandemic i found it was like a 13 hour video and for several days i watched this uh just uh like had it on in the background while doing random stuff. But I did I did sit down and watch it in chunks. They did the entire Batman Arkham series as essentially a movie. They just compiled cutscenes and showed you the important stuff that happened between the cutscenes. Those that video is great because it it does a fantastic job of telling you a story. And it comes across kind of like a movie. You can make a video game movie if you have a good story behind it. It can be done. It's not impossible. That's why, as much as I don't like Sonic, I will give it this. It did try and have a story. It was a, it was a pretty stupid story, but it did try and have a story. The issue with some of these older video games being made into movies that I see with them, when you had them on the older consoles, they were far less cinematic. And their stories, a lot yeah. of times, you would have to either watch them in cutscenes, or if they were even older, like 16-bit games or 8-bit uh, games or whatever, you had to read the story. You didn't get a cutscene. So you're taking things that don't really translate into something cinematic. If you were to make movies about more current video games, like at the same time as Mortal Kombat, but maybe it was a different game. Like I think Resident Evil, if you do it properly, you could probably get really good movies out of it. That's why I'm not losing my faith in the Uncharted movie, because those games work really well as movies already, if you're just sitting there, like, uh, just watching it. I've I've watched playthrough, walkthrough videos like they were movies of that game series, and I, and I like the story, and I think it's it got good action. Uh, I remember freshman year, for some stupid reason, me and friend of the show, Justin, um, we were hanging out with our friends that we met at ISU. Justin got Arkham City, right? And oh, yeah, I'm not yeah. kidding you. We sat there and watched him. He played, and all our friends watched him play like we were watching in a movie. Yeah, we could sometimes participate like, hey, maybe check over there or try this or whatever, right? But we yeah. basically stayed up most of the night. It was uh, dead week. For those of you that didn't go to college or have yet to go to college, Dead week is basically the week where you're you're supposed to study before finals, but we didn't. Uh, we watched Justin play <laughs> Batman like it was a movie, and we just stayed up like multiple nights and watched him play that game. We basically watched a movie play out. Like we were like, all right, 
be done with your stuff by eight or nine o'clock at night. We're going to go to Justin's room and we're going to watch Batman Arkham tonight. And then like, we'd see where we got. And then like the next night we did it over and over again. And it's fantastic. You can make really good movies out of video games. Mortal Kombat. We kind of talked about at the beginning. It's really hard to, because the story is not the focus of the game. If you get games that have a story focus in them, you've got a shot at making a good video game out of them or a good movie. Yeah. Out. Yeah, I mean, you didn't you didn't even reference it, but we did get a pr- pretty good, not great, but a pretty good one with Detective Pikachu. Like that was a pretty good movie, and that was based. Oh on yeah, I was actually I was I was thinking about it. I was like I would say that this was the best video game movie that we've had since we started the show. It's not because of Detective Pikachu, because I yeah, was thinking a... we only had I was thinking we only had this one and Sonic, but I would say the terror well, video game movies we've had so far is Detective Pikachu, this, and Sonic. Yeah, and honestly, like, not just as a video game movie, just, like, a literal movie, like, yeah. ignoring here's, that it came from a video the, game. It's still a pretty good movie. Here's the key to making a good video game movie. I don't know if you guys are ready to hear this. This is groundbreaking uh, ideology. Make a good movie. You that make Netflix a good movie, series, you've got a good video game movie. That Netflix series, The Witcher, is based on a video game, isn't it? Yeah, it's a series, but, yeah, and it's got pretty, it's got pretty good, like... I don't know if review's the right word, but it's got like pretty good feedback from its audience. Like its audience really likes it. Yeah, no, it's it's still a re- it's still a review, like even if it's a TV show, but yeah, I heard The Witcher was great and it's based on a video game too. And I mean, there was a fan base for uh Resident Evil, like I never heard great things about any of them, but they made enough money and had a big enough core fan base that Sony paid for 6 of them. Like so some people like those, but um, but no, I mean, really, hopefully, uh, whether it's this sequel or more video game movies down the lo- down the road, because you you can make bigger stories now. Like I remember at Full Sail, um, the whole video game school, like there was a department of like just learning how to make the games, like literally programming, and then the other part that was about like storytelling in video games and like art and like telling the story through the art or having the art translate into what you were writing, and like there is an artistry to we have this technology, like, let's make as big a story and, like, not just about the fundamental, We have the technology. Like, we can rebuild him stronger, faster. Yeah, it's not a, It's not about just, like, it's, it's the simplicity of, like, a fight. <laughs> it's not about the simplicity of just, like, making a fighting game or, like, uh, whatever the game is where, like, you're just reading a bunch of text and, like, telling the character what to do, just reading a bunch of text. Like, you can... you. We have the technology now to make a big world and to tackle a big story. So, hopefully... The Uncharted game is, or movie is good. Hopefully it is. It's not a terrible... We haven't had an outright like adventure movie like that in a while, so it's yeah. got a promising idea. But, so, I mean, you know, like, tying it back to Mortal Kombat, I mean, yeah, it's inherently going to be hard because it's a melee game. Like, literally, like, how do you make a story about fighting? Like, yeah. and this is not a it's, it's not like, a it's like, it's like when it. It, It's like trying to make story modes in sports games yeah it's gonna be tough because you're really playing just yeah. to simulate the game not get a, a, a to simulate the sport not get a story but yeah it's not a bad who, attempt at it though yeah it's not it's not awful it's a half pan it's just the stuff that is in the movie that's bad is really bad and the stuff that's in the movie that's good is really good um who would yeah. you cast nick cage to be in this movie and why uh this was for for me I think I would want Nick Cage either um either Nick Cage as um 
not the sage, that's not the right word. The 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 god with the white eyes, like kind of like the leader of the group with the lightning powers. Honestly, I kind of yeah. think Nick Cage would be perfect for that. Oh, I thought you were gonna say an ore. Okay. Oh, I, no, no, I no. wanted That's, to be the... that was my own. That was the only pick in my head that like seemed like a super obvious good pick for Nick Cage. <laughs> I wanted him to be the locker room attendant. Oh, the old <laughs> the old. You actually have to fight. You have to. You have to attack. And I'm only paying you two hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not not a terrible movie. It's not awful. Um, you know, if we want Nick Cage and to... Kung Fu, Jiu Jitsu is on Netflix now. I'm busy. Um, so, but my, to wrap up our thoughts on it, I, I've never been more like, like I said, I had to wait to be done with work to watch the movie. And then it was even longer to record the review. So I've never been more happy and let down with a movie. Cause like we talked about it, but after we did Brandy bites, like we were like Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Mortal Kombat tonight. And then end of the day comes, clock out, watch the movie, do the review. And I have never had a movie where I was like, that was stupid, but it was also really cool. <laughs> like, I have not had one that was so polarizing. Un- Unhinged wasn't that polarizing for you? <laughs> no. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> it, it, didn't, it didn't pull me in such directions. Okay, I see what you're saying. I for me I, I my closing thoughts on this I guess could be like the, the 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 one text I sent you before we started taping I can't complain too much about a movie not being or what was it I I, sh- I should find the exact text instead of just try to remember it uh it was about um the length of the movie I said um uh, where is it because we text a lot it was roughly around along the lines of. I can't complain too much when a movie that was 150 minutes moves at the pace of an hour. Because it really felt like an hour when it was done. But to the same degree, yeah, like, the action 10-year-old junkie in me, well, I, that's kind of strong. But the action's good, it's just you kind of can't ignore problems that are in it that don't ruin the movie. But it definitely stands out and keeps it from being perfect. <laughs> By the way, there's one line I want to point out from the end of the movie that I thought was really funny when at the end of the movie, he's like, uh, he goes, you've killed my warriors and you think you've won. I was like, wasn't that the point? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Also, they didn't even say they, they did the thing to win. Like, yes, that they won. Yeah. And if we didn't outwardly say it either, like they keep talking about like the mortal Kombat tournament, we didn't even have the tournament in this. Like we had fighting, but we technically yeah. didn't even have this, the tournament. <laughs> this movie, this movie is about the one, the one realm cheating and trying to win before the tournament starts. It's like, well, it's not even winning. It's trying to claim your prize without even playing the game. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's like running up to the Chuck E. Cheese counter with, uh, without having used any of your tokens and being like, look, we all know I'm gonna get the fifteen hundred fifteen hundred tickets with this. Can you just give me the giant stuff, bear? Exactly. They even say like. Uh, the 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 gods are too lazy to stop me from doing this. I was just like, good lord, there's a lot of shortcuts in this writing. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, let's go with the outro. Yeah, uh, that's our thoughts on Mortal Kombat. So, let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll remind you what our second review of the week is. We'll be right back.
All right, everybody, that is it for this Boo-boo. first review. Oh, God, that sounded so loud on this end. It's so loud. <laughs> Jesus it's Christ. It's just a wall. It's not even like, it's not even like up waves. It's just a wall. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, Have fun that's editing. our first review of the week. <laughs> that's Mortal Kombat. Um, it's a half fan for both of us. Um, so now that means our second review of the week, usually a trip into the time machine. Nick, remind everybody where we are going. Oh, God. Because of the confusion it, this morning, I don't remember. It's in London. Oh, my God. That actually made it worse. Michael Fassbender. Eden Lake. <laughs> yes. I think it's Lake Eden, but yes. <laughs> Whatever. We're, watch- we're watching. Uh, no, it's Eden Lake. Because remember, we got confused and the lake is afterward. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, whatever. British movie from 2008. We're taking the time machine to 2008 to watch a it, movie with Michael Fassbender before he was famous. It was recommended to us by our guest last week, Mr. Morgan Brown, and he was right. Pretty messed up. Yeah, it's, uh, if you guys want to watch it, it is streaming free on Hoopla if you happen to have that through your public <gasps> library. Otherwise, it's a, otherwise, it's a cheap rental, but that is our review that's coming out Thursday. Hey, and then, if, 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 if Hoopla was a house... And it had a it had a porch out front. Do you know what it would be called? We're doing this bit again. <laughs> yeah, I haven't run out of per, uh, out of puns. Okay, what? Stupla. <laughs> I know you don't watch Two and a Half Men, but there was a when Alan was about to get uh, remarried, he was like, um, "Yeah, if he was like, yeah, so Candy would be your stepmom." Yes, Jake, if Candy had a kid, he would he would be my step or what was it? It basically ended with uh yeah, when can if when Candy and I get married, she's your stepmom and if she took a poo, she'd be, she would be making a step stool. <laughs> God. That wasn't exactly it, but the pun was, yes, that'd be a step stool. <laughs> I think the ostrich really found that funny. <laughs> <laughs> I've said it before on Mike, I'm not ashamed. I like Two and a Half Men, even though it's terrible. <laughs> Dan, there are many other things in your life that you should be much more ashamed of. <laughs> oh my God, I don't, I don't think that was as deep a cut as you're anticip- as you're intending, but <laughs> no, it's supposed to be an insult. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> after after facebook brownie points guide to cinema instagram brownie underscore points underscore guide and twitter at brownie underscore cinema as well as brownie points guide to cinema gmail.com make sure you uh look at the profile picture if it's got that bowl of popcorn with the brownie at the show logo that's our profile uh, um, uh make sure that you are sending us brownie bites ideas whether they're topics to discuss contents do movie trailers review uh, movies to review whether they're new or old in theaters, time machines, or streaming. Also, we forgot to call it the spoiler zone. Sorry about that, fans. We'll try to remember it next week. We're going to forget. Uh, we're on, um, you know, the Letterboxd. We're on Letterboxd. Dan is capital <laughs> D Brownie 49, and I'm on there, but I can't remember. The best way to help us grow, because I don't know if you've noticed, there is no presenting sponsors of anything, and we don't have a Patreon. The best way to help us grow is to leave us reviews, whether they have wor- if they have words. And it stars on the highest that you can give us on whatever platform you listen to us on. I will read them on air if we get new ones. We haven't had any lately, so that's why we're not reading any. Also, make sure you go on Facebook and leave us recommendations. Just tell everyone you know, even if it's a- inappropriate about us. When you go to the dentist, be like, what have you been doing? I've been listening to a lot of Brownie Points Guide to Cinema. When you're... Uh, 
when you're getting food at the drive-thru and they're like, thank you, have a good day. You're like, I listen to Brian Point's Guide to Cinema. When you're making love, if that's what you do, shout it. <laughs> you're muted. Or, oh, you're not muted. I thought you were no, muted. I'm not muted. I was but laughing get at the, the word out. I was laughing at the idea of like you pulling up to a Wendy's and there's just like Brian Point's Guide to Cinema is amazing. <laughs> not, 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 not some random person taking their wife to Olive Garden and then just out of the blue, they're like, let's do the brownie points, get to cinema. And she's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can't believe they gave that a single brownie. <laughs> or, or it's like that like, episode of The Simpsons. It's like, do you know I listened to Brownie Points Guide to Cinema? She's like, you shouted it while we made love. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. Uh, two things real quick, guys. Uh, I know... I'm more active on Letterboxd, but I haven't been lately. I'm very aware of it. I just kind of forget I have it every now and then, so get off my back. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I basically I basically have it to have the screen name. Uh, really? Yeah, I, I, that and follow Dan. I, I I will have a big review dump coming soon. Trust me, I will. Like If you, if I haven't done it already by the time you guys are listening to this, I, I know I have Letterboxd. I'm just really bad about using it. Um, and then also... Um, I didn't say it because you went into the plugs real quick. Um, we do have a Fast and Furious review coming out on Friday. It is Fast 7, Furious 7, whatever the hell 7. We're at the 7th movie. We only have two more left, the 8th one and Hobbs and Shaw. So we're almost at the end of it. But, uh, but yeah, we will always be here in your ears on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Anchor.com, and all other major podcasting platforms here and around the globe. Ireland, you are still the foreign country that listens to us the most. So I want to see this become a contest. I want to see it change every review from now on so get on you it you sound like else. a heavy metal band frontman you're like i want to see a circle pit <laughs> did i show you that tiktok of the guy like some really heavy music playing behind him and then when he puts the mic to his mouth he goes okay guys i know it's about to get really crazy in here but i need you to stay calm and not hurt each other yeah <laughs> and then he goes <laughs> so my one of my favorite ones is the guy actually this is going to be funny because this is our first swear edit of the episode uh but it's the guy and he's at uh like a Denny's or something and his death metal band is playing and like they're getting a circle pit ready and they're about to have a drop and the guy's like what's up Denny's or he's like he's like what's up what's up what the f***'s up Denny's and then it hits <laughs> you showed me that I love that one <laughs> it's just it's the most intense way to mention you are at a Wendy's I can think of <laughs> so funny oh my gosh uh anyway oh yeah rest of the outro uh 2021 guys so far 2021 has been better than 2020 but it will only get better if you keep wearing your masks wash your hands open your ears and your heart and give a damn about each other and go ahead and get your vaccine if you're eligible just go ahead and get it um by the time you guys are listening to it i am days away from my first shot nick you are not too far behind me with yours we're hoping to be fully vaccinated ourselves by june and that's going to be so wonderful. I got, and I, hope... I got sports games I need to go to. Yeah. Hopefully you guys do the same. Please, please, please do the same. Encourage yourselves and your friends to do it. Listen to the show while you're getting your vaccine. Why not? So <laughs> with that, that is all we got for you today. Thursday, we have Eden Lake. Friday, we have Furious 7. We'll catch you all later. You know, it's been too long since we did the Dora thing. We need to figure out a way to get the audience involved. So, audience, 
keep an eye out on social media because if we don't forget, hopefully we put up something about how do you want us to get you involved? Is it take requests for a Brownie Bites topic, take requests for a time machine, or take requests for a new a new release? But yeah, we got to do that. At one point, I had Captain America shield hat because he uses it like Captain America shield for through several parts of it. Oh, but... dude! If Captain America did this, <laughs> <laughs> he killed he killed a foreign national. <laughs>